Hello and welcome to the Scottish Parliament podcast. My name is Stuart Buchanan. I work in the communications office here at the Parliament. And today we are talking about Gaelic. With me is Alistair McCallum. Hi, come here, hi, Stuart. Um, I'm Alistair McCallum. I work as one of the Othaker and Lesachy Gaelic, Gaelic Development Officers here at the Scottish Parliament. Today we'll be focusing on Gaelic um, and specifically talking about the Gaelic language plan that we have launched and is still open for consultation. So we'll come back to that as the, I guess, takeaway for anybody listening that has an interest in Gaelic um, and would like to let us know what they think of the plan. But let's start by just getting to know you a little bit more, Alistair. So um, what is it that you do? What is your role here at the Scottish Parliament? Well, I think I'm a bit of a jack-of-all-trades, um, Gaelic-wise, so um, the, the job's never the same every day. Um, our main job is to implement the Scottish Parliament's Gaelic language plan, but we also do things like Gaelic social media, we do we help the education team if they're doing tours in Gaelic, and if anybody's got any translations they need or needs any advice about using Gaelic, so it can be different every day. And So one day you might be showing around some Gaelic-speaking schoolchildren, another day you might get a a request from an MSP about um, to translate something. And I remember once um, I was even asked for a translation of a bit of a Genesis song for a, a speech in the chamber. So it's very, very different every day. And that's one of the, the, th- the things I like about it. Okay. So um, how did you get the job? What is your sort of qualification or, or, or how did you come to Gaelic more broadly? Okay, well, um, it's, it's, a, it's a long story, but um, I came to Gaelic itself because um, my, my dad was very interested in languages. He was um, a, a bit of a linguistic anorak. He was an Esperantisto. Um, he spoke Esperanto, but he was also really interested in other languages like Cornish and Manx. And um, our house was absolutely full of language books. In fact, when I came to work at the parliament, I was I was really um, couldn't believe one of my friends hadn't heard about Volapük. And then I realised it was just me that wasn't normal rather than them. I, anyway. think, I think you might have to explain the last four languages you just mentioned okay um, so esperanto what is that first of esperanto all? is an international language created by dr ll zamenhof in the, the early 20th century as a as an, a second language for all to try and reduce war and bring about peace and um, it didn't entirely work as because um, as, as you know we don't speak esperanto as a second language but uh, um, it's created some really interesting literature and um, it's a really interesting experiment so does it borrow from a lot of existing languages it does mainly from european languages so if you if you speak English and you maybe speak about French or German or Russian, you'll recognise a lot of the, mm-hmm. the things or Latin even. And Volapük was the pre- the precursor to Esperanto, which was the first attempt at an international language about a generation before, and it wasn't as good. But I thought everybody's heard of things like that. So <laughs> and uh, you also mentioned Cornish and Manx. Do you want to just quickly explain? <laughs> what those are, and also their relation to Gaelic, if there is any? Well, certainly there's um, Cornish and Gaelic and um, and Manx are, are, are three of the six um, Celtic or Celtic languages, and they are um, a, a group of languages that are, are closely related. And, um, there's two branches, um, the Gaelic languages, Scottish, Irish, and Manx Gaelic, and also the um, the Brythonic languages, Welsh, Breton in France, and also um, Cornish, so Welsh, Cornish, and, and Breton, and they're, they're quite closely related. So you see that Gaelic and Irish and Manx were like brothers, whereas um, you see that these ones were probably cousins of the other ones, so if you can speak one of the Gaelics or you can speak one of the Brythonic languages, you can understand a fair amount of the other. 
But um, if you hear somebody speaking Welsh, you won't understand at all. But the grammar's very similar, actually. So okay. they're, they're, um, so they're they, they all come from the same roots. So I'm, I'm just interested in, in, um, in language. A linguistic like anorak. Yes. And um, how it came to Gaelic was um, I grew up just outside Glasgow. Um, and my dad was, would always tell me that the place names around us were all from Gaelic. So um, where I was in Steps, we were surrounded by places like Kirkintilloch, Kirkintilloch, and Lenzi and Lenny and... Airdrie and, and Tardrui, the High Ridge. So there was loads of place names around, and, and nobody else knew this. You know, people at school were like, they're Roman names and stuff. And I, and I was like, no, they're Gaelic names. And so I kind of felt that there was this thing that was part of my history and part of me that didn't speak. So I just thought I'd go out and learn it. So I did. I learned Gaelic at university, and I went to Sky for a year to, to practice my Gaelic. And then after that, I started working in in the Gaelic sector. And I really wanted to promote the language, not just to, to use it, but to kind of encourage other people to use it and to um, increase the number of speakers. So that's my background. Another thing that um, influenced me and indirectly via my dad was he had he had an uncle who was a, a classics teacher who hung out with another classics teacher and when they were together they only spoke in Latin. So I just I think things were in, in, insanely cool. <laughs> that's amazing. I also think maybe it's important to just take a moment now and address that we're talking about Gaelic, Scots Gaelic, and we're pronouncing it like that. And that is a distinct difference to Gaelic, That's which true. is spoken in Ireland. Can you just maybe, again, explain the difference, if there is any, or, or to what degree they're different, just if people aren't familiar? Yeah, well, um, you do hear people say Gaelic and Gaelic in Scotland, but Gaelic speakers much, much prefer Gaelic. And the reason for this is the name of the Gaelic, uh, of the language in the language itself is Gaelic. So it's, it's, um, it sounds like Gaelic. It's a bit longer, eh? Gaelic. <laughs> it's the same thing. In Irish, it's called Gaelic or, or Gaelica or 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 Gwilica. so um, the way that they pronounce it in Ireland reflects the, the name of the language in Ireland. So basically it means the same thing, but it's, it's just that's how people pronounce it. And it's one of the, the most... Uh, the most un, um, badly pronounced words in Gaelic people say in Gaelic. The other one actually is the Gaelic word alapa, as in Parliament and halapa. It means Scotland, so it's a very important word. Alapa. People uh, look, but it's written A L B A. So people, some people assume it's pronounced alba, but it's actually alapa. So if you learn one thing today, it's how to say alapa and how to say Gaelic. Well, let's let's do a practice on how to say welcome to the Scottish Parliament. I don't speak Gaelic, so my attempt of that will be live here on the podcast. So, uh, can you give give us welcome to the Scottish Parliament in Gaelic? Certainly. Well, welcome is falcha. Falcha. And to say welcome to the Scottish Parliament, you say falcha gu. Falcha gu. Parliament. 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 Yep. Nahalapa. Nahalapa. Yeah. So that's a p and not a b. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So, um, bez are often pez, and quite often you'll see too, like in my name, that. D's can be a T sound, so it's Alistair, but it's written with a D. Um, so it's um, sometimes the letters represent slightly different sounds. Not right. big, not big time. So mm-hmm. we try again. Falcha. Falcha. Guparlamish nahalapa. Guparlamish nahalapa. Gleva. Very good. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you very much. We will try and uh, sprinkle a few more of those in as we go. Um, let's talk about Gaelic and the Scottish Parliament then. Um, so what do we provide what are the ways that people can use Gaelic when talking to us or interacting with the Scottish Parliament and, and what is that sort of founded on? 
Well, the Scottish Parliament's for everybody in Scotland, whether it's um, whatever language you speak and when, wherever they live in Scotland. So um, it's important that Gaelic is represented and for the people that speak Gaelic in Scotland. So it's part of our inclusiveness and recognises the fact that, that Gaelic is one of our Indigenous languages, along with English and Scots and BSL. So um, people can use Gaelic in, in a variety of ways with us. You can write to us, you can, you can interact with us on the social media, you can give evidence to the Parliament in Gaelic, you can speak Gaelic if you're asked to by a committee and so on. So you can use Gaelic in various ways and we'd all, always encourage people that can speak Gaelic to, to do it in Gaelic. It's not it's not easy because a lot of people who speak Gaelic, they're not as confident at writing Gaelic or using it for official things as they are with English but we all say to people, just give it a go and me and Mark that work in the Parliament of the Gaelic team we both learn so we know that, um, what it's like and we know um, nobody's really super confident about their Gaelic language skills so we say to people, just go for it. So that's some of the things we do. We also do publications um, in Gaelic, so our public information publications are available in Gaelic. We've got some content on the website, and and so on. We we um, do education materials in Gaelic and education sessions. So we do a lot of different things, as well as the things that are aiming specifically at Gaelic speakers. We also do some stuff um, that's for the general public, because um, the plan our Gaelic plans both look at Gaelic speakers and non-Gaelic speakers. So it's important that people don't um, people see some Gaelic, um, as they say in Gaelic, and root na hexul that that which the eye doesn't see can't move the heart so basically out of sight is out of mind and so it's important that people see see some galaxies we've got galaxy signage and so on as well so i think it's very important that people see the written word so it's um i think that's the main thing that we're trying to do here to try and get people that's to be aware of Gaelic, if they're not, not a Gaelic speaker if they are a Gaelic speaker to to consider using their Gaelic with us and we found that um that social media has helped a bit because people aren't confident about using their written Gaelic but with social media, same as with the English people are more willing to write stuff that's less formal and shorter and maybe um, less high register too so I, I think social media has been really good because the Gaelic community has been quite early have been quite early adopters of that kind of tech Okay, very interesting um, So you were talking there about um, visibility being one element that that the Scottish Parliament likes to employ with Gaelic, uh, with the idea that seeing Gaelic and sort of, I guess, normalising it in some capacity will encourage further people to at least have an interest in it and maybe learn a little bit, if not, you know, fully commit to complete fluency. Um, you also mentioned earlier that you have an interest. You came to Gaelic because you had an interest in seeing the numbers of people uh, speaking it increase. So... Do you have a sense, even if it's sort of anecdotally, that Gaelic is becoming more visible and is becoming more widely spoken in Scotland? Maybe you could give us some figures about what we know with regards to Gaelic speakers and where we're going with it. Okay, well, I think that was one quite easy question, one quite difficult one. The easy one is, is Gaelic becoming more visible? And I think that's definitely yes. In my lifetime, there's been a definite increase in, in Gaelic uh, um, signage and Gaelic visibility. I grew up in Glasgow in the 80s. There was no Gaelic at all to be seen. Maybe a wee bit of t on TV, but unless you lived in a, a strongly Gaelic-speaking area, you wouldn't see it. And there was very little going on about it. So I think there's been a big change now. You'll see a lot of Gaelic signage, like... Um, railway station signs especially and if you're in Highlands you'll see road signs as well and you see the odd road sign in other places too and that's done a lot and also um, there's been um, a lot of public bodies have got logos or signage in, in their buildings all over Scotland and you'll see that as well and most of that comes out of the Gaelic Language Scotland Act 2005 which was passed here in the Scottish Parliament and I was actually in the um, in the gallery to watch it happen and seeing a little bit of history being made 
made. And of course, we've seen, we've seen the VSL Act um, going through the Parliament since then. So there's been a lot of historic language legislation in the Parliament, a lot of discussion about language issues too. So um, Gaelic is more is definitely seen more, and uh, is more of an issue, I think, than it used to be as well. And the Scottish Parliament we've seen it raised an awful lot of times in, in different ways and around education, broadcast, and so on. And so I think it's, and I think there's a bigger public interest in Gaelic. There have been opinion polls of the last few years, and they show a greater level of interest and support for Gaelic. And they're seeing, and also people seeing um, more and more people seeing Gaelic as something that's important to Scotland as a whole, rather than just to the Highlands and Islands. So that's the kind of changes have been about that. In terms of people actually speaking Gaelic, it's a, it's a kind of mixed picture in a way. Um, in the last census, the numbers went down very slightly. That's the census about ten years ago now, and the numbers went down very slightly. But the number of people who could read, write, and speak Gaelic went up slightly, and so. Or at least stay, stay at the same level. I can't remember, but I think the numbers actually went up of the people mm-hmm. that could speak, read, and write Gaelic. I think they'll continue to stay at a good level and probably increase. Um, don't quote me in this, but I think sure. <laughs> I think um, I think that um, in terms of the number of people that speak, read, and write Gaelic is pretty good. There's a lot of learners, a lot of interest. But in the, uh, and the, there's been a lot of work done. Like um, there's there's a Gaelic television channel that wasn't in, until um, until to, um, 2007 2008, and um, Gaelic media education only started in, in 1985. And from a handful of children, then it's gone up to several thousands. So that's uh, there's been a lot of growth things. But the, the issue is still that the numbers are, seem to be declining. The level of of, of use in the family still to be de- seems to be declining in, in the Western Isles and the places where Gaelic has been the strongest in the community. So it's a mixed picture of growth mm-hmm. in some respects and um, areas where more work is needed in another so mm-hmm. uh, it's, a, it's an interesting time but I, I, and personally and this is just my view I'm, I'm quite hopeful and upbeat about things and I think I think the fact that people are talking about it more there's some, and also that people are, are talking about the situation of Gaelic in the, the Gaelic communities and see it that some more needs to be done about that I think or, um, in communities I think that's that's good as well so it's, a, it's an interesting time for mm-hmm. Gaelic yeah, I mean, maybe we could just mention Duolingo as well. My experience using the app um, seems to be that that's getting other people interested. And I think they released themselves a figure of about one and a half million people have given Gaelic a go on the Duolingo app since it launched um, a few, only a few years back, which is pretty good. Yeah, Duolingo has been a great um, success for Gaelic, and it's been. It's also um, brought in a lot of kind of brilliant catchphrases into Gaelic, like "Hanishaka Gol Ushka which is the Loch Ness monster drinking whiskey, and so <laughs> on. And and they're very big and on talking about Iron Brew a lot, but it's um, it's been great, and it, it, it raises attention and. I'm a big fan of Duolingo, and um, I saw somebody say recently on the social media, if I said some of these expressions that I heard in Duolingo on the street in Stornoway by the back of a police car, and I, I was thinking, I'm doing Duolingo French just now, and um, I thought it would all be about hanging around on the banks of the Seine with the literati and drinking absinthe, but it turns out um, it's mostly about croissants so far, <laughs> So, but it's been great. It's, um, there's another great resource out there too called Speak Gaelic, um, which, is, um, brought, which is brought by all the providers that do Gaelic language um, education, that tells you about all the classes and tells you about all the all the ways of learning. So Duolingo might be the best way for some people, but other people, they'll ha- there are other ways of learning. And um, I can just say that Gaelic can be learned because both me and my job share partner Mark Neely both learn Gaelic as adults. So it's and I, 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 um, Mark's a very bright guy, but I'm not. I, and, and if I can learn Gaelic, so can you. <laughs> Well, that's encouraging, you know, um, that, that here you are doing this job full time and you came to the language really late. That, that I think, would definitely encourage others to give it a go. 
I want to come back to the act that was passed in 2005 because it relates to the consultation that we're going to talk about next. Um, so could you just summarize what that did? What, what was that act about in 2005 that we passed here uh, at the Scottish Parliament? The Gaelic Language Act 2005, basically it gives a measure of official status to Gaelic. It created um, Bordner Gaelic and it gave them the power to ask public bodies to drop Gaelic language plans. And they also gave them the responsibility to drop a national plan for Gaelic. And all the plans that are drawn up have to take into account the priorities of the national plan for Gaelic. So we were one of the first groups who were asked to, to drop a Gaelic language plan. I think we were the first national group that drew up a, national, a, a Gaelic language plan. And um, that basically says how we're going to treat Gaelic and English on a basis of equal respect. Now, that um, equal respect means that we'll provide good service and we'll, we'll, we'll provide just as good services as we do in Gaelic as in English. But it doesn't mean we have to do everything we do in Gaelic in English. So we can't do everything in both languages at the moment. We don't have the resources and um, we don't have the demand either, to be perfectly honest. So um, so it means that we, we have to look at what we want to do in Gaelic and we have to, to, to assume that we're doing, giving a good offer to the Gaelic community mm -hmm. and that um, we're treating Gaelic on a basis of equality with of equal respect, I mean, with, with English. Okay. And so to that end... We produce these Gaelic language plans every five years, which lay out our commitments as a public sector organization to the language, both uh, the sort of day-to-day -day usage of it and promoting it further, uh, kind of going beyond and encouraging more people to use it. So we kind of, so, like you say, servicing the Gaelic community that might want to interact with us. And then also offering something to wider people that might have an interest in learning or, or giving the language more visibility beyond the Gaelic community. So we've just uh, worked on our latest Gaelic language plan, which will stand for the next five years. Is there any sort of high level things you want to mention from that plan? I mean, I think we're kind of mostly sticking to the offerings that we we did in the previous five years, but there's one or two new items on it. Do you want to just summarise what's to come? Basically, it guides everything we're going to do Gaelic-wise for the next four years. So if you're interested in Gaelic or if you, um, you're a Gaelic speaker, this is your chance to see what you want to see. Now, like you see... Um, it, the Gaelic plans build on each other, so you, you keep on doing things you've done in the previous plan, unless things change a lot, but things like if you go to, if you can write to the parliament, you'll always be able to write to the parliament or whatever. Um, but the, the, there's a few things in this one that I think are quite interesting. One of the ones that we're looking at a bit, um, and we'd love to hear people's views, um, we're actually going to consult a bit more after the, the Gaelic language plan, but we'd love to hear your views in the, in the consultation is the best way we can, we can communicate with the, the Gaelic-speaking public. Um, at the moment, we've got a blog, we've got a, um, we've been translating news releases and we've got some web pages but we think at the moment that, that maybe we'd like to do something different instead of doing the news releases we'd like to um, bring communicate with people in different um, in different ways maybe more up to date that gets to to more people so we'd like to we'd be really interested to hear what do people actually want to to hear from the parliament with things like this it's not like we're a big faceless organization we are quite friendly and we are willing mm -hmm. to listen to, to stuff about around we, Gaelic. we can respond so the consultation is open and it will remain open for people to submit their views on all of the things that Alistair's just mentioned. And then that will help us to finalize our Gaelic language plan, which will then be in place for the next four years. And so ideally with input from Gaelic speakers, or even if you're just learning the language or have an interest in the language, do check out the consultation because 
we would like as many people to have had their say and have helped us shape what that plan looks like. Uh, and then we could deliver on it for the next four years. Um, That's right. And um, for some of the consultations about Gaelic language plans, you all have to have a consultation, and some of them haven't been getting very many responses. We've got quite a lot of responses so far, so I'm really happy. But the more that we get, the better. Um, it shows people, it shows us that there's interest out there, and there's interest in what we do in Gaelic, and there's a kind of demand. So people can get forward and um, get in and tell us what they think. That's really would be really useful. And it's all uh, in both languages, English and Gaelic. Definitely. Uh, so you can complete the whole consultation in Gaelic if that's your preference. Um, maybe we should just end with the final question about your passion about Gaelic. It's it's clear that it's a, it's a it's a personal passion of yours, sort of beyond your role here at the Scottish Parliament. And why is Gaelic so important to you? Well, Gaelic's really important to me because it's such an important part of Scottish culture. I think and. I think that this language you speak influences the, the your worldview a bit. That's the called the wharfs appear hypothesis. Um, I think that um, it tell, that you can learn a lot from Gaelic and about about Scotland from it. For example, there's this. Um, I think it's an urban myth that there's there's a hundred words for snow in Inuit languages, and I believe it's been debunked. But in Gaelic, there are a very large number of words for hills. <laughs> and um, if you could, if you look at anything that's interesting mountaineering, you'll notice that you know you've got bains and sleeves and stops and cruachs and all sorts of things. Monian, so there's loads of, of things, and that just shows you a bit about the people who live there. And just uh, it's just fascinating the the different ways that um, that languages are connected to the environment and. There's even been research recently talking about the fact that people that are bilingual might have slightly different personalities in different languages. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's true or not, but it's certainly <laughs> interesting. And I just love the differences between languages. Like in, um, like in Gaelic, there's no word for yes or no. You can't say yes or no, but there's no direct words for them. There's how would you respond to, today is Wednesday, right? Like, how would you, would you say yes or no to that? How would, <laughs> how would, you, how would you respond to, so you is today Wednesday? Yeah, well, you say she or hanye, you say anye, chikitinahan. So is it Wednesday that it is? And you say is or is not. So you use the, the verb in the, um, either in the positive or negative form in the same tense, which actually makes you listen better because you have to remember which verb people use when they ask you something. So you repeat the verb in the question. That's so right. You say, is Wednesday or is not Wednesday? That's right, that's okay. right. So it's very interesting. And just other things like um, the colour spectrum in, in Gaelic is traditionally different from English. So grass would be gorum, which usually translates as blue. Um, that's changed a bit, but there's you know just the different ways of thinking. The other thing is um, there's no verb to have in Gaelic. So you can, if so, you if you to say you can say like to say something belongs to you, you can say lay that's with me or if you have it temporarily or um you could say ek but it's just there isn't a verb to have it just mm -hmm. it's just different ways so i think um it gives you a different view in the world and i think linguistic diversity is hugely important and i think that's one of the main reasons that that um, people are interested in gaelic well, it's just an identity thing i think and there's great literature out there and um, there's great literature in gaelic i think that um influences a lot of people to learn as well and um while i'm not a hill climber i know a lot of other people have come to gaelic through hill names uh, that's galaxy weapons so there's there's loads of different <laughs> reasons and i think also i mean i'm passionate about bilingualism i think um, mm -hmm. speaking more than one language is a good thing intrinsically whatever the languages are and i think but for gaelic it's also good in that um is well you can learn more about scotland but also um it's a uh, uh, Gives a lot, there's lots of job opportunities out there from using Gaelic. It's very difficult to film at the moment. So if you're interested, you're listening there and you're interested in um, and interested in learning Gaelic, go and do it. You might get a job out of it. And it's fun. 
And you've been here at the Scottish Parliament basically since it opened, doing this job, is that right? Yeah. Nearabouts? Yeah, thereabouts. I've been here for 20 years now, Fika Bliana, and um, it's, it's, been, it's been great. And it's been great to see how things have changed um, in the Gaelic world. Um, the amount of Gaelic used, for example, on social media has been great. It's really um, encouraged the youth of ra- use of writing of Gaelic. And I'm pretty sure there's more Gaelic written and read now than ever has been in history, and that's got to be a good thing. So it's been an interesting 20 years, and it's been it's been a great honour to, to be involved with Gaelic here at the Parliament. That's really exciting. It's an exciting time to be talking about the language, and uh, thank you so much for your time today, which was an opportunity for us to remind people to have a look at our Gaelic language plan consultation, which is still open. The link to find it online will be available in the notes under this episode, but you can also just go straight to parliament.scot and navigate your way to the languages section and you'll find the link there. Um, Let's just maybe practice a few more words. Maybe we can just say thank you for listening. Okay. Well, I'll give you another one, actually, um, that might be be useful as well. um, I'll give you the word for chamber, which is chamber. 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 And um, French speakers might recognise it because it was born from chambre. Right. And also the word parliament, of course, was was borrowed from French, you know, if you're um, from parl, so a place in which people speak. But um, yeah, so thank you in Gaelic is um, tapalat. 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 Lat. Okay. And uh, thank you for listening. Okay, that'd be um, tapalat. It's an eishoch. So eishoch is to listen. So Eishoch. 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 Yeah, that's a difficult sound. It's a ch with a k in the end, so it's like <laughs> the ch and the k. Yeah, that's it. That is a difficult sound <laughs> because some people can't say ch, um, but then it's, it's the ch with the k at the end. So, ishjok. So that's a, it's a that, if you can see that, if MJ is listening to that, if you can if you can master that sound, you can master Gaelic. That's the only really difficult sound. Fantastic. Well, make sure you follow our Gaelic Twitter account as well because we do also have regular recordings where you can learn a Gaelic word a week with Alistair and normally a member of staff and uh, we can practice these uh, pronunciations weekly there Um, so all this information will be under the episode notes thanks once again Alistair for joining us and thank you for listening thank you tap a leave